This is football. I'm Kevin Clark. There are very, very, very few people on a, let's call it, interview bucket list for me. Very few. And I've been, we've had some great guests on the show. And I'm not, I'm not knocking any of them. We have some of the best players in football this year, but we've not had a guy like this. One of the best football players who has ever lived. Someone who helped redefine his position. Somebody who runs the company that this podcast is produced by. Um, just a special, special guest. And he lives up to it with an amazing interview. I really enjoyed this. I learned a ton about football. The Manning cast hits the playoffs on Monday night. Um, Bucks, Eagles. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Peyton Manning. All right, Peyton Manning is here. Uh, media mogul, Manning cast star, my boss. I think he played some football before that. We might get to it. The Manning cast is coming to the playoffs this Monday with Bucks and Eagles. What is going on, Peyton? I'm doing good, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Excited for playoff football, as always. Uh, it just seems like it takes so long to get here now. It's 17 weeks. Finally, we have some playoff football. Disappointing. My Colts and Broncos aren't going to be in the postseason, but uh, looking forward to seeing some of these uh, young quarterbacks uh, get it done in the playoffs. All right, so let's focus on that Monday night game. I think everybody's looked at the Eagles, and it's such a broad problem looking at everything. You can't say, oh, it's just a, it's just a linebacker, it's just a safety, it's just a quarterback play, whatever it is. It seems like everything, if Nick Sirianni calls you and says, Peyton, help me, pinpoint the problem, where do you start? Well, I saw where Fletcher Cox had a pretty good comment. He just said, hey, look, everybody's been talking about these past eight weeks, uh, and rightfully so, but that's the thing about the playoffs. Uh, kind of everything you've done in the regular season, um, it is behind you. And I've been on the painful side of that, of having this incredible uh, this incredible regular season, going 14-2 and two, and then getting beat in the second round of the playoffs. And they kind of say, well, regular season didn't really, didn't really matter. So, um, look, it's not what the Eagles want to be doing, kind of going into the playoffs with – there's seems like there's a little bit of finger pointing going on. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's some injuries uh, going on, but uh, look, I think Nick Sirianni, I think they have to lean on things that worked for him last year and really things that worked for him early in the season. Let's take their first game against Tampa. They ran the ball extremely well uh, in that game. And that was a big reason why they won that game that would be something that I would recommend. Hey, let's get back to that, right? A good running game, it just solves a lot of your problems, uh, Kevin. It just kind of can calm things down. It can uh, take some pressure off your defense. Uh, look, easier said than done, right? The Bucs uh, Bucks won their third straight division. Uh, they have confidence, but still, that's where I'd start for the Eagles. Hey, let's just calm down. Let's go run the ball well. And maybe some play-action shots to A.J. Brown will open up off of that. Absolutely. I'm curious. I don't think there's very many ex-players more equipped to talk about offense and evaluate offense quite like yourself. Um, and I'm curious, when you watch these offenses and these coaches, is there a coach where you look at it now and you say, damn, if I'm 29 years old, I would love to play for this guy. If I made you pick one, where are you going with that, Peyton? I'm probably headed out to San Francisco mm -hmm. uh, to play for uh, for Kyle Shanahan. Uh, I met with Kyle when I was a free agent, um, uh, I was talking to Mike uh, Shanahan, who was coaching the commanders at the time. Kyle was his coordinator. I remember just sitting down with Kyle. We watched film for two hours, and uh, I was extremely impressed. And it's been no surprise to me the success he's had 
not only as a coordinator in Atlanta and now as a head coach. Uh, uh, I think he's innovative. He grinds. Uh, he really works at it. Uh, look, it starts with their run game, but but the stuff they do off their run game, uh, it's unique. It's different. I, I think as a quarterback, I can just tell Brock Purdy is mentally stimulated every single Sunday. As a quarterback, that's what you want. Uh, you want to come to work every single day and go, wow, what's going to be in the offense today? Wow, I see why this play is going to be in. Oh, Debo is going to be wide open on this play. I can tell Kyle's calling a lot of plays where he's telling Purdy, hey, just just trust me, okay? Kittle mm -hmm. is going to be wide open on this play. <laughs> That's a fun offense to play in. Can you take me through how Kyle makes life easier for quarterbacks? I know, obviously, there's the just trust me, he'll be open, but, like, how does he put defenses in conflict? How does he understand the rules of the defenses so well in order to get those guys open? Yeah, I mean, look, it starts with their run game. You know, Chris yeah. Forrester's their line coach. They are – it starts there. They're challenging those guys up front. Uh, they're scheming run plays like a lot of coaches scheme pass plays, right? I mean, they are spending time and, and analyzing over and over. How can we do this a little bit better? Obviously, when you got a guy like Christian McCaffrey, it sure does help. Look, the shifts and the motions, it puts a lot of pressure on the defense. It keeps them from ever being totally comfortable. And then I think a lot of their play action stuff is off of the exact – plays that, that they're running the ball yeah. out of that same look that's hard for a defense but look look it's still a player a player-led offense right I mean you know Kyle is designing that offense around what his guys do well and, and to me that's a great quality and a coordinator right hey look you know if Brock doesn't do this particular thing well let's not make him do it right let's find the things he does and it seems like it's very collaborative out there and I think that's why they're obviously uh, the number one seed in the NFC. I don't think any quarterback gets discussed or over-discussed more than Dak Prescott, who I think going into this weekend is one of the most intriguing quarterbacks on the board. If, if they do well, it's because Dak did what? If, if the Cowboys play well in the playoffs because Dak uh, uh, is doing the same things he's done all season, he has been calm and uh, just collected in the moment. You're right. Dak Prescott takes a lot of heat, right? It comes his way. I think that comes with playing quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, right? Yeah. I, think, I think he wants that, right? He wants that platform. He handles it so well. Uh, he handles the positives. He handles the negatives. I think Dagny stays pretty even keel, which is the best quality of a quarterback in the NFL, especially playing someplace like Dallas. I think Eli had that great quality playing in New York in that market, right? It just serves you well. Don't go through this roller coaster. But, uh, look, he's played extremely well. He and uh, C.D. Lamb seem to have kind of a special thing going, I think, for the two of them to keep that connection going, hitting some of those explosive yeah. plays, those plays that just shorten those drives, Kevin, where you don't have to go 15 plays, right? If we can have a you know a couple of runs and then hit a you know 50-yarder to C.D., that, that sort of shortens those drives. <laughs> this takes uh, a lot of pressure off the quarterback. I'm pulling for Dak. Uh, he's had a heck of a year. Uh, he's in that MVP running, deservingly so, and I'm hoping he has a good run here in this postseason. Obviously, on television, everybody's gotten to know you and Eli's relationship a little bit better over the past few years. I'm curious, what's something that even I, even the general fan who watches every Manning cast, what would be what would surprise them about your two relation your two relationships? Oh, uh, I'm sure Eli might have a different answer uh, for you <laughs> than I would, but uh, uh, Eli and I get along uh, well. You know, I, I think being five years older than Eli, yeah. 
uh, we just never argued a whole lot. Cooper and I, you know, we're two years apart. Cooper and I argued a lot. You know, we'd have disagreements. <laughs> I feel like Eli w- was always, you know, kind of my younger brother that I was, you know, um, you know, protective of and, and kind of looking out for. And so I've always, you know, just kind of had that feeling about him, uh, even though, look, he's a grown man now. He turned 43 uh, uh, last week. Uh, and so he doesn't need that. But uh, uh, I've just enjoyed uh, doing the Manning cast with him because he sees the game uh, in the yeah. same uh, way that I do. Uh, we have fun watching these quarterbacks and, and watching, you know, good football being played. And so it's just fun to work with somebody that kind of, sees it the same way you do. And I think I'm in Denver. He's in New York having this uh, uh, this game to do, you know, 11 weeks uh, uh, every NFL season. It's kind of kept us close for sure. We will be back with more Peyton Manning after this. Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, use the code Omaha full and then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. You keep those winnings. But if you lose, you get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and up only offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming only. New users and first $10 wager only must wager with eligible promo code bet Amount of qualifying wager return only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Hannah's New Orleans. Maine, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-888-427-426-2537 or West Virginia. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Can this version of Josh Allen, the Josh Allen you saw last night, can this version of Josh Allen win the Super Bowl this year? Yes, if if the the Josh Allen that we saw in the second half last night against Miami is the is the predominant Josh Allen uh, that sort of shows up in the playoffs, uh, you know, to, you know, to have a first half like he had last night, I mean, is that going to win one playoff game? Maybe is it going to you know help him win four? Uh, probably not, right? Uh, uh, he's going to need to you know uh, to be more consistent. Look, Josh knows that. Um, uh, the bills know that, uh, but still, you know, like I said, talking about a little bit of momentum, that's all you need is a good second half going into the playoffs. And now you have a home game and there's a lot of confidence in Buffalo right now. I'm not sure, uh, anybody really wants to play the bills uh, right now because, because they're not sure what they're going to get. I mean, I think they're hoping to get sort of the inconsistent if they get, you know, hot Josh Allen 
look out. I'm curious. I, I want to do the last two kind of boilerplate things we do every episode. But the last full question I have is this. When people say that they want to be playing their best football in January, what does that mean? I know that a lot of it's it's health and oh we we, we discovered you know th- this this player this player this works over and over but like when when it seems like some coaches and players have a skill at playing the best or coaching the best when everybody wants to be what does that mean this time of year, Peyton? Yeah, I mean it probably means different things uh, for different people uh, for different teams. You know, certainly uh, you know players feeling good physically yeah. is certainly a part of it. You know, I, I think at this point. You know, offensively and defensively, hopefully you know some things that you can really hang your hat on. Hey, we, for whatever reason, do these things really well. We play really good man-to-man defense, right? This is what we're going to do in the postseason, right? Uh, We're not very good at zone, right? We've 17 (laughs) weeks, we've learned that. Let's just not do it uh, in the postseason. Same thing on offense, right? Um, And like I said, take the Eagles, right? You know, hopefully you analyze the things that have worked for you. Some things have worked for them to get them to 11 wins. Uh, but let's go find those things and let's go do those things, right? And, you, and the teams that can identify those things that they do well, they're the ones that will play well in January. Um, but, uh, look, I, I've seen it both ways, right? Um, uh, you know, teams that are hotter than fire come up short and teams that just haven't been playing that well get hot in January. and make it to the Super Bowl. That's what makes the NFL so great. All right, we do something called badasses. The most badass person you were ever around in football. Any teammate, could be college, could be pro, any of your stops, you have the floor. The biggest badass Peyton Manning has ever been around in football is who? Opponent or teammate? Either one. Oh, teammate. Most people do teammate. Now, Dan Marino did Bruce Smith. He did Bruce Smith. He was the only one, I think, who's gone off the board and done an opponent. You can do either one. It's just whoever comes to mind. I'm going with Edger and James. Oh, yeah. Um, tough, reliable. Uh, I mean, we would just run him every single play in a row, right? I mean, just, you know, six yards, seven yards, ten yards. I mean, guys would just get tired of tackling him. And I'd ask him. I was like, I'm like, are you tired? Are you all right? And the look he would give me for for asking him if he was okay, I mean, I was like, okay, I got it. You're fine. I'll stop asking you. Um Block, catch, there every single Sunday for you. Just the the ultimate teammate, uh, Adrian what's James. The, what's the play that sticks out in your mind? If, you, if, if you're describing, if an alien comes down and says, give me the Adrian James play, what is it? Oh, wow, God. In uh, a one-handed catch against Washington yeah. in yeah. 1999 down the left sideline. Yeah. He had a 80-yard run in, against the Eagles in 99. His rookie year. I mean, yeah. the, the joy – of handing off to a guy and just and watching him that season was incredible. I had so many minuses on my quarterback grade sheet for my faking. They're like, Peyton, you didn't carry out your fake. I'm like, I've got to watch this guy run the ball. Like, <laughs> I, if I carry out the fake, I, I don't get to see. Like, and my coach is like, okay, I get it. I get it. Just mix in a fake every now and then. That's amazing. All right, last thing for you, Peyton. We can't thank you enough for your time. It's called One Rep Back. We've had a lot of fun with this over the past couple of weeks. You get one rep of your career, whether that's something embarrassing, something where you just missed and you knew you had it. You get to relive one rep of your career and get it back. What are we going with? Oh, God. One rep. Uh, I mean, can I have all 28 reps 
of the 28 interceptions I threw my rookie year. <laughs> I mean, I mean, CJ Stroud, the way he's played this year, I mean, like, like the respect I have for his season, I can't describe it enough because of what my rookie season was like. I mean, I always say, well, it's tough being a rookie in the NFL. CJ Stroud's like, it doesn't look that tough. It was extremely <laughs> tough for me. So uh, I'm going to expand that. I want, you know, look, I want at least, you know, uh, 16 of those back. Okay. <laughs> you know, you know, uh, you know, certainly got to throw some interceptions as a rookie, but sure, 28, it, it's just way too many now. And unfortunately, even with the 17 weeks, Kevin, it's never going to get broken because <laughs> when the rookies struggle now, the coaches take them out. They sit yeah. them down. I'm like, no, you've got to be in there all 17 weeks to break <laughs> this record. Leave him in there. Let him learn the hard way. So, you know, like Mahomes is going to break all my other records. There's no doubt about it, especially with 17 weeks. But the interception record, who's going to step yeah. up and break that? To contextualize what C.J. Stroud is doing, um, can you just say, I know this is a terrible question, but I'd just like you to speak to it. Why... Why is it so? Why was it so hard for you to not throw interceptions when you're a rookie versus CJ Stroud? I mean, like, was it just the game was so much faster? Was it just the receivers? I mean, like, just contextualize how hard it is to avoid turnovers as a rookie. It, it, it's a great question because look, the game is faster. Uh, yeah. uh, you, you play at Ohio State, you play at Alabama, the NFL. I mean, it, it's just faster. I think I made my game too fast because. Mm. I said, well, the NFL is so much faster than you know, my drops have to be even faster and I have to go through my reads even faster. And that's not necessarily what you have to do. You just have to respect the speed of the defense and understand, hey, I just can't make that throw. I made that throw a ton and I can't make that throw. Right. And that's how you prevent those turnovers. And I think CJ has figured that out so much quicker than I did. It took me a whole season. I kind of figured it out my second year, right? Yeah. But I had to go through that rookie year. So there's that fine line between respecting the speed of the defense, but maybe not over-respecting it where it gets you into some bad habits. Peyton Manning, the Manning cast, Eagles Bucks on Monday night. Thanks for thanks so much for coming on. This is football, buddy. Thanks, pal.